Cohalette by Madison Scott Clary. R.J. Brewster, 2112. I am at a loss for images in this end of days. No images, not real ones, nothing real in this empty space. They could see, but why? Why see her flat? Why see Prissa? Why see anything? So he didn't. He dreamt himself blind, more than blind. Her dreaming mind ensured that there was no such thing as sight, that it had never existed, did not exist for himself, had never existed for anyone. It was like the theater. It was vast, incomprehensible spaces. It was the lack of the concept of space. It was words. It was information. It was sound, and the only sound was her voice. The only time I know my true name is when I dream. Except, was that her voice? Did I hear? Did I speak? Was it M making these noises? Was it M hearing them? A dreamed himself out of sight. Could a dream himself out of speaking? Why ask questions here at the end of all things? He laughed. Why ask questions when the answers will not help? He dreamed himself asleep then, asleep and dreaming. The world moved round him in soft colors and meaningless images. Words strung themselves together, tangled, frayed, came apart once more. He dreamed. He dreamed. Who knew how long? Who knows what means knowing in dreams? When I woke, when I dreamed himself awake, Ade answered her own question. To know one's true name is to know God. To know God is to answer unasked questions. And as I thought upon her true name, her mind wandered across what remained in her exo. Wandered across the deck on Cicero, wandered across all those cards and did not ask. And there it was. The vote was not there, and yet the answer was. There was the shadow of intention, of the need for an entire vote to disappear from the collected direct democracy that was the DDR. There was the reason for those who had interacted with the vote, who had voted, who had spent the credits needed to comment on it in the political theater, commented where others could read, where representatives from the territories could see. What mattered the vote? What mattered the comments? What mattered the content, the cost? What mattered the golden fleece or any MacGuffin? It could have been a flashlight with an amber filter and a suitcase, just as easily as it could have been a declaration of war against the Sino-Russian bloc. Chekhov's vote. It didn't matter. All that mattered is that those who had seen it had seen the vote, who had interacted with it, who had interacted with it at however many levels of remove, were personae non grate from that point on. Easier for them to not be. Easier to admit the mystery of the lost into the collective consciousness than let such come to light. What cared the world of billions for the hundreds of lost? What cared the powers that be for the resistance of however many dozens that were now lost? A rambled beyond the deck, beyond air flat, beyond Prissa, 
I wandered across the interior of her skull until I stepped up onto the stoop of her exo. Do I know God after the end of all things? Do I know God when I do not remember myself? Do I know God when I dream? I dreamed that border, dreamed that border between endocortex and exocortex, and then dreamed our way across it, dreamed of the differences between endomemory and exomemory, dreamed that exomemory into lines, into rows and columns and formations. <laughs> review, friends, troops, long past review. I dreamed that memory into data, into words and images and sounds and smells and sensations. Dreamed more than just the memory. Scraped the insides of that exo and dreamed everything. Dreamed it into formation. And I reviewed. I walked. A fox with baton in paw, skirt and blouse dreamed into uniform, laughing joyously. I walked along the formations and inspected, neatly ordered, neatly organized, standing proud. I reviewed and marveled at the preciseness with which our mind obeyed itself. Madness be damned, if A could control nothing else in this non-world, A could control himself. A very carefully did not ask. And there it was, the answer. There, standing tall, as proud as any other memory, was a routine. And when Ade gazed into its porcelain face, A understood. And when that porcelain face gazed back, it smiled beatifically. There it was, the very routine, the very bug exploited, the very program triggered at the order of some higher power, the very entity which had painted the inside of our exo with silver and glass that left them trapped within. There was the virus in all its glory, its subtle curves meant to fit the space of an exo's logic perfectly its ability to recognize actions, its ability to cut off the outside world, its ability to ride shotgun along regular software updates. Security, it promised, added security along the barrier between waking and dreaming. It smiled, and Ade laughed. The only time I know my true name is when I dream, I spoke through tears, and may then my name die with me. Madness grew to a cruel point, pierced bubble of dream, and then dissolved fox. A dreamed. You've been listening to Kohalet by Madison Scott Clary. Book One of the Post-Self Trilogy Read by the Author Kohalet and this podcast are released under a Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License. Music by Chad Crouch Released under a Creative Commons 3.0 Attribution Non-Commercial License. Kohalet is available as a paperback and ebook at Kohalet. .machio.inc. That's Q-O-H-E-L-E-T-H dot M-A-K-Y-O dot I-N-K. If you'd like to support more of my writing, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash Machio. That's patreon.com slash M-A-K-Y-O. Thanks for listening.